I always say, you're only one phone call, one email, one meeting, one introduction, one contact, one project, one idea, one post, one tweet, one like from changing your life. My name is Demarius, also known as Champ Media, and this is The Industry Is Watching Podcast. Watching. The industry is watching. 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 The industry is watching. They lurking. They looking. They loving. They hating. They waiting. They plotting. The industry is watching. They lurking. They looking. They loving. They hating. They waiting. They plotting. The industry is watching. They lurking. They looking. They loving. They hating. They waiting. They plotting. They lurking, they looking, they loving, they hating, they waiting, they plotting. And I'm back with episode two of the Industry is Watching podcast. My name is Demarius, also known as Champ Media, and I am the founder and the host of the Industry is Watching podcast. Man, I am happy, I'm humble, I'm honest, I'm healthy, and most importantly, I'm here with episode two. The industry is watching podcast. Episode two is titled Growing Up in the Industry. And my co-host today is Sean Lilly, aka Sean Fontaine. Sean works in the media department here at Brick Media Arts. Huge shout out to Brick Media for giving myself and other Brooklyn creatives opportunities, man, to get their ideas out. And I really want to just say before we get into the new episode, Growing Up in the Industry, I want to thank everybody who tuned into the first episode, Therapy got a lot of great feedback from the show thanks to everybody who tuned in and who shared and who commented and i'm just really excited man about this platform again the industry is watching podcast is here to inform influence and inspire the underdogs and the creatives of the industry you know shout out to all the underdogs on their way to being insiders and also shout out to all the insiders who are giving underdogs you know opportunities we're watching and we're listening so, yeah, we're going to get into the new episode, Growing Up in the Industry, with Sean Lilly, a.k.a. Sean Fontaine. Thank you for stepping up to the plate. <laughs> Mr. Sean. Sean, what's good, bro? Chilling, man. Chilling, chilling, chilling. You know, I'm, I see you around. I see you doing your thing, man. Uh, what you're doing right now for entrepreneurs and people that are coming up is very, uh, it's a good thing. You need People need avenues. People need channels. Um, I, I heard you opening. I heard you talking at the beginning about, yeah. you know, uh, one tweet, one text, whatever, and that's Just really one. what it is yep. nowadays. You know what I mean? Like you could, you could, somebody could see whatever you have going on, and they might pick it up, and they might like it. So exactly. it makes sense to me. Just, just one podcast, one episode. Absolutely, it's, it's absolutely. this episode right here might change some things. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> change our lives, man. Thank you for for jumping on to join, man. Um, I see you around as well, man, and you, you seem like a real humble guy, man. You always got like a camera, and you always on the go, man. Yeah, so yeah. what what exactly is it that you do? I know you're a media professional, man, but Tell, tell the listeners about what it is you you do. Uh, my name is Sean Lilly. I uh, I've, I'm 35. I actually been around the field going on 15 years now. Okay. Um, I started while I was in college interning um, at this local uh, public access station called BronxNet. Um, when I was in college, I went to John C. Smith, John C. Smith University in Charlotte, North Carolina, HBCU. HB, shout out. HBCU. You got to you got to say your name. You always you know we always say our school names with with, with vigor and everything. Exactly. You know because that's just how we all about our schools or whatnot. Copy. Um. But I started, you know, I started uh, interning while I was in college. Uh, I played football also, so I had to get my hours real fast. Got you. So I got 120 hours in six weeks. 
Um, so that hustle's always kind of been there. I always That's just how I am. That's just who I am as a person, period. I see my father get up for work four or five o'clock in the morning and go to work and probably don't get home until late at night. So, you know, that's 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 just who I am. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I've been around 15 years. I've worked on a number of things. I've worked on things like 106 and Park, uh, Black Business Report um, with uh, Black Enterprise. Um, currently, I work at Brick Arts Media in the Dodge Education Department. Um, and I also am a cameraman for the Westchester Knicks, which are the G League team for the New York Knicks. Wow, yeah. that's impressive, man. You just ran down your whole resume <laughs> in about a minute and a half. <laughs> like, I'm, I be running around, man. I'm tired, man. This 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 stuff is, is is real tiring, man. Like if you're really not built for this, right? You know, and I, and I feel like it's a, I have a ways to go myself. Still growing. Speaking. Yeah, honestly speaking, like it's a lot All of right. stuff. I tell people stuff that I've done. Um, I just name places I work, but I didn't tell you what I've done at these places. So it's like, with, you know, within a lot of these places, I've grown a lot and I've had a lot of responsibility just because of just how I am as a person. Wow. Um, but with that being said, you have added responsibilities because there's always going to be other individuals that are around you that don't care the same way that you care. Right. Um, and when you work in certain type of spaces like what we work at right now is uh, when you're dealing with the public, you have to understand that, that, you know, something that may be going on with you, with maybe a coworker or whatever, is not their fault. True. You got to remember to help these people out because they don't always have the same connections that you have, you know. So, yeah, man. Thank you for sharing that, man. <laughs> that was that was a lot. So, would yeah. you, and you saying everything that you do, yeah. That, you know, you give it just giving some insight yeah, to yeah, some yeah. of the places you work, man. Sure. And, and would you consider yourself to be an underdog or an insider? I feel like I'm an underdog. Okay. Um, I feel like I've known people. I not known people. I, I know people that have worked. Um. In a lot of places, and it's helped me out, and also my work ethic has helped me out as also. But I feel like I have some ways to go. Also, you know, even with that being said, okay, um, that's valid. I feel like it's a certain level of nepotism, all right, in a certain you know what I mean. But the thing is, nepotism isn't necessarily a bad thing if you do what you're supposed to do. So if somebody, I mean, everybody gets a hook up, like you know, right. like you were just saying that you know, one tweet, one podcast, or whatever away. And, and that's a hookup in a sense, but as long as you hold it down, I'm not upset about that. Yeah. But I just feel like I've been in a lot of situations where um, necessarily maybe I could have probably been in there a whole lot sooner, but that doesn't matter to me. Once I get in there, I try to make the best of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, that's that's respectable, man. You have to. <laughs> and and if you're just tuning in, man, this is the Industry is Watching podcast. And we got Sean Lilly here, man, media professional, just giving us some insight yes, into you know, being an underdog, yeah, yeah. being a media professional, yeah. and just being a creative overall, man. Yeah. And it still sounds like you got that entrepreneur like mindset, even if you're in, you know, some of these organizations. And, and and what keeps me hungry a lot of times, I see so many people around me. I still keep in contact with a lot of these people, you know, that I've worked with in places or whatever. Like I I remember like just being a kid. So even before I started, I worked on 106. I used to work. I used to PA on some of the award shows. Yeah. And um. A lot of times I would get in the building and I would just make friends with everybody, you know, or I would just 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 hang out in the office and stuff like that. And that's what a lot of people just don't know to do. Like it, with this right here, a lot of times they keep bringing people around who they feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they don't want to really just, OK, you come in and you do your job and leave. And that's cool. But a lot of times we, we you know, we keep people around us that make us that make us feel comfortable. That's true. It's about culture, man. Yep. And I tell people like I've worked from. Man, like some of the largest organizations mm -hmm. to like working for myself. Got you. And and in some of these big companies, man, I'm I'm just as cool with the president yep. or the VP yep. as I am with the with the janitors yep. and the lunch lady. Got to be that you know way. What I'm saying? Respect is respect. Exactly. That's how, and you know what's funny? I worked in places. I worked at McDonald's also growing up. You know, like and I even remember when I was in college. Um, and 
right before, like right after I crossed or whatever, my fraternity, I'm a member of Cap Alpha Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Um, I wipe, had some wipe you down. Yeah, wipe me down. <laughs> <laughs> a little boosy, a little bit. <laughs> um, but I, I remember, I remember um, when I had some dog tags around my neck, and this guy like kind of like was being a jerk. Yeah. When I was working in a drive-through, I think my dog tags fell out my neck, and all of a sudden this whole mood changed. And I'm like, so why would you treat me differently because you see that I'm a college student? So I think, you know, even with you know without that being said, I just feel like you got to respect is respect. Mm -hmm. You know, that person that's 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 cleaning up, they don't have to do that. You know. That, that, so it's like I, I kind of in a way kind of respect them more because that's a humbling thing in itself, having yeah. to clean up having somebody. Everybody is not humble enough to do that. Let's say if you lose your job right now, are you willing to go and work somewhere just to you know just to make ends meet? And if we're really talking about being an entrepreneur, you got to really you got to you got to fund your dream. So sometimes that may mean you may have to go work at Family Dollar or something like that, doing some things that you don't necessarily want to do and, just to make it work. And you might have a degree, right? But that don't mean nothing because you want to make you want to be able to make sure that you can eat at the end of the night. You might have a family. You just never know. So it's a lot of different factors that's going on. So, I mean, I'm, I I totally agree with you in regards to, like, respecting people from the yeah. top to the bottom because it makes sense. You have to do that. Exactly, man. And and thank you for just, just elaborating on that because it's also about, n number one, respect, but it's yep. also about the energy, too. People yep. can tell. Like, like I stepped to you. Yeah. You know, I saw you around here, man, and I was like, you know what? He seems like, bro, seems like he got a good vibe. Yeah, you always yeah. respect, you know, say what's up. You know, you know, if I have a question, you you're willing to answer it, man. And, and, and even uh, if I can't answer it, I try to like point you in the right direction because I don't. I, every you know, respect vibes, all that you know, all that stuff that everybody likes to talk about. Like it's important, man. You know what I mean? Like I don't know you, I don't know you that well, but you seem like a cool person. So it's like yo, if you cool, I'm cool. I don't really have a problem with people, whatever. Like so, if I'm one of those people, if you if you kind of rub me the wrong way, I'm not going to like forget about it. I'm not going to treat you differently, but I'm I'm gonna remember it. Yeah. You know. So, the industry is watching, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody's watching. <laughs> everybody's watching. You exactly. Know? Like I think I first met you when you uh, had the podcast and yeah, the, the listening um, listening party, listening party. Yeah. And that was dope. I saw what you had going on, um, and you know, anytime I see a southerner or see anybody that uh, that that kind of has a similar path, I always have to talk to them. Yeah. No matter if you're white, black, green, or whatever. Like you a southerner, or you went to an HBCU, or you, exactly. you know, you have like southern, you know, similar paths to me. I always have to like talk to you and I also went to school with a lot of people from different places mm -hmm. so a lot of things that I have going on in my head and I pay attention to a lot it's going to spark some type of conversation exactly thank you for like I said just embracing me man but like I think I was I walked past your desk and I mm -hmm. saw the HBCU like yeah, a yeah, mug yeah. or something like yeah, that yeah. and I was like yo what school you went to yeah, yeah, yeah. told me you know you went to you know went to HBCU mm -hmm. I was like yo me too I'm alumni from you know Tennessee State University, mm -hmm. and I've been in New York City, man, like eight years. Okay, um, I moved here, you know, just to give you a little background about my story, man. I moved here for professional and creative opportunities. Okay, I, after I got out of school, I knew like it was more, it was more for me to do, man. Okay, I had hit my cap in Memphis. Okay, I went back to Memphis, and same people was doing the same things. Love mm -hmm. my city, love my family, mm -hmm. but I was, I was like, and I was so you born here. and raised Memphis. Born and raised. Okay, yeah. yeah I, so for me, it's a little bit different. Like I was born in New York. Okay. I moved down south, um, and I always kind of. My mother is from the north. My father is from the south. So I kind of. My mother always never really wanted me to like lose sight of where I was from. Right. Although I appreciate growing up in Atlanta. Like it. it like I grew up in. That's the best of both worlds, if you ask me. Being absolutely. from being from New York and then going down to Atlanta to kind of like go through high school. I think you said you did. I was a little younger than that. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, I was a that's the best that. of both worlds because yeah. you, you know, you got the respect of just being, you know, up north. Yep. And yep. then down south, you kind of get both the yep. both angles, man. So I was kind of a translator in college for the north for people in, in the north and the south in a sense because it's like we a lot of times people didn't kind of understand each other. If you went to HBCU, you understand that 
Well, a lot of people don't know that there's black people from from uh, the Midwest, uh, the West Coast, D.C., New York, South Carolina, and they all don't do the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> and so you, you you get a chance to come together and, and talk to people, and you and you kind of get game from other people, and it makes you respect things so much more. Like I knew nothing about GoGo, right. but I got family from D.C. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's yeah. it's just stuff like that. So it's like it's just going going to HBCU is a dope thing. Also, something I want to point out, um, it's a page that I follow online. And they've been uh, pointing out a lot of HBCUs because a lot of times people only know about certain ones. Exactly, it's a whole rack of us. It is, man. It <laughs> it's is. a whole bunch of us, you know. And 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 we got to show everybody love because it's only not only five. It's a whole bunch of us. Exactly. <laughs> so like moving right along, man. But the next piece was uh, I was going to ask you to share an industry tip or mm-hmm. trend. Okay. So you're talking about this uh, this page that's shouting out other HBCUs. Okay. Do you know the name of the page? Uh, HBCU Pride, I believe. Um, okay. It, so I went to college in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, there is 12 HBCUs in uh, North Carolina. Um, I put on for my school. We John, we're Johnson C. Smith, but we say Smith. And it's S M A S M I F F, so it's Smith. Yeah. Um. So one of my boys, Lex, uh, he's a he's a Sigma. He uh he has a clothing line. It's called Smith. It's a lot of people that's doing stuff. One of my boys, he's uh, he has a line called Gwaji. He had a store in the mall in Charlotte. He's from Buffalo. He has a, he has a store in Buffalo. I got a, a homeboy that's a uh, graphic designer. So it's a lot of people that's doing a lot of things and um a lot of moving and shaking. Wow. I'm gonna touch on this real quick, just about the. The HBCU experience uh-huh. as it relates to the industry, like like mm-hmm. when I say industry, the industry is watching. It's any industry, absolutely ev- every industry, absolutely. But as far as like entertainment, music, and mm-hmm. art, the arts industry has changed. Yes, social media has like changed the whole landscape in the last ten years. Yeah, last yeah. ten years. Well, like when we was growing up, yep. it, it was more like. The magazines and MTV yep. that we look to yep. for the industry, yep. like that was the industry, yep. you know. But now that whole like that lens of that has changed. Mm-hmm. Now it's like social media, yep. and that's the you know that's how that's the gateway mm-hmm. like to the actual industry. So mm-hmm. I feel like the industry is watching the young influencers, people with the style and with the talent, yeah. you know, just via like their Instagram or their social media page. Mm-hmm. People are able to like put their work out there, and it's easier yeah. for for creatives. You to, think like, it's easier? A lot of people don't think it's easier. I think it's easier for people to get noticed. Cause it's, they, it's some, easy. People, some people think it's oversaturated. It is oversaturated. <laughs> I can say that. But it's right. easier for somebody to put out a song. Mm-hmm. It's easier to develop a podcast or to shoot a film or oh, yeah. to, to do whatever it is you do. It's easier. You know, technology has just made it that much easier True. for True. us to do whatever it is we do. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I say that. Like, I know personal story. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a young lady I know. She's 10 years younger than me. So this was like a perfect like uh, uh, example of how things were when I came up and when she came up. She's 25, I'm 35. So I said, I told her, I was like, and this is last year. I said, yo, I remember when I was your age and I started making packages because I was I started off as talent. I remember that we would put it on YouTube, mm-hmm. or, or, or or we also you know we had to make sure that we were standing beside somebody to, to do something. Now you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> It's got influencers. Yeah, it's and, nuts. Yeah, it's man. nuts. And and you you know you you do whatever to, to get that uh, to get that blue check. Once you get that blue check, people are paying attention to you. They see what's going on. But you got to build it up yourself, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, man. That industry is watching. Yeah. And yeah. I I love. I came up with this title, man, a couple years ago, and I'm still built. I'm still shaping the company. Mm-hmm. But this podcast is an extension of. Just that my, my platform, my company, the industry is watching, man. And and what I did was I pro- it's a platform of like I needed this when I was growing up. So you needed that game. I needed the game. game yeah. I needed people 
you know, influential people and resources around me to like to show me like, yo, champ. I got a is, question for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is what I wanted to do. But I'm, you know, when I moved to New York, that's what I started doing, man. I started taking young artists and talent under my wing and kind of like just helping, you know, shape them or show them the way. You know what I'm saying? So that's what the industry is about, man. It's about collaboration. It's about networking. And it's about like just really, you know, connecting those dots, man. Absolutely. So question. So we, we we talk about you know us being the older people now. We trying to put people. We people. OGs, I think. Yeah, we OGs. We over, I'm, I'm like thirty five. There you go. Plus. We run the you know we run the same age. We yeah. were in high school together, probably. Right. Um. Do you think had you? I don't know. Did you have a mentor growing up? Because no, I didn't have a mentor. I did not have a mentor. Do you think it would have like had some type of impact on you? Uh, early on. I definitely think it would have. Okay. Yeah. 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 I definitely think it would have. And and that's what I say like. I'm providing what I needed, okay. you know, growing up. And I'm still, I'm 37. Yeah. I'm still growing up, though. Yeah. Like I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, I, I got 15, almost 20 years under my belt, but, yeah. like, I'm still growing up, man. Yeah. You know, so I definitely feel like, you know, having that, you know, that that mentor or that that person I could mm-hmm. really just, really could show me the ropes. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? I had, you know, influential, you know, I had people in my life that, that was, you know, but they didn't really know themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they didn't know about, oh, I wanted to take pictures. Yeah. And I wanted to, you know, they just, you know, they just tried to support me with what they had. You had to but, be an inquisitive kid. Yeah. You had to figure things out on your own. I, 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 I oftentimes I ask myself, like, why didn't I have a mentor? But then I also kind of realized, like, I had to realize stuff for myself to kind of, like, be able to point point certain things out because I know where they come from. Yeah. And I and that's probably what it is for you. Like what we 35, 37 like, and we feel like we still growing. Like it, that's a real thing. You know, yeah, when man. you're young, that's a scary thing to say, "Oh, I'm 35 and I and I'm will I be still figuring it still out?" Still trying to figure out. You know, yep. cuz cuz you cuz you tell I mean, we're guys also, so they, you know, it's kind of sad that we we get things done a little bit later than women. Um but you know, it's it can be a scary thing. So when you when you when you're talking about the advancements of technology and you're talking about, you know, just the industry around us how it's growing, it's very important for us to continue to grow with it. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And you you made just made me think about something growing. Man, I remember I used to have like the yellow pages. Yeah. Bro, yeah. that was my internet. Yeah. And I would go through the yellow pages calling people around and looking mm. looking up stuff, man. That, I had yeah. the I had the yellow pages, man. And that was like yeah. my first internet cuz I would be on the phone calling people. Yeah. You know, 12 and 13 years old trying to figure out, oh, I need to come down here and do this or oh, yeah. do that. And, man, I I was kind of the same person I, know I you am got today. A story. I know you got a story. But, you got to tell somebody about a story made cuz that just don't come out of nowhere. Like Yeah, man. Like who who did you call did somebody pick up like what happened like man i was trying to figure i was trying to get a job i was always working i was trying to i heard about a program or i heard about something going on and so i would call around and ask people questions Mm -hmm. and that's how i started to become like you know a resource people would count on me to like for information okay even back then okay like i was i was a kid i was helping grown people like Mm. write letters and you know, like conduct business, no, that's and, dope. I, and I was dope. a child, man, and so like I got I, again to your point, I was figuring out, figuring it out as mm-hmm. I grew. You know, I didn't have it, so yeah. I just kind of figured it out as I go, man. And now, you know, it's me putting the pieces together. So, man. so in essence, you were that kid before we had the internet that was figuring stuff out. Yeah. So you was doing what people. So how's that feel for you now when there's an older individual that's that's asking you to, to do something for them that that may be simple, like it's turning on Wi-Fi on their phone. Man, I, I still because you've been doing it for a while. I still, like. I still get them calls, man. Yeah, I still I get them calls. Like, how do you, you know, my mom just called me. Like, yeah. she, she blocked herself out of a tablet. You know, <laughs> so it's like I'm um, tech support, man. Yeah. Um, you know, people just count on me for just just to be that resource. And what yeah. what I do, it humble it's humbling. Yeah, you know, because I'm like, man, that's what I do. Yeah. You know, um, 
people trust me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and it, it humbles me to man to provide that information those resources or those ideas for people man I, what, my thing is is turning visions into reality man okay you know on any level man so if i'm able to like you know a lot of times like going to give somebody older like how to do something man mm-hmm. it's like damn all you gotta do is this but yeah. like really taking the time to show them and they still don't really know after you show them you know what i'm saying but yeah. like my mom used to think that facebook was google she thought it was an internet browser. <laughs> She's like, just, just go on Facebook. Yeah. Everything on Facebook. Yeah. Go on Facebook. Like, ma, no. That's, that's not it. That's <laughs> not it. At least she said it in the right name. My mother just put the names together and called it my face. And that sounds nuts. <laughs> like, you can't say that out loud. Like, ma, don't say that again. <laughs> go on my face. Yeah. Pull it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. But nah, man. It's just, it's a respect thing and just, yeah. um, just humbling myself, man. I Like, now, I'm more of a consultant. Okay. In a sense of, not just media, but just in life business yeah so in life <laughs> people call on me to do different things man mm-hmm. and i'm able just to ex- my, my thing is execution yeah and strategy yep you know yep, so yep. i just put that you know um put that producer hat on man and i'm producing not just visuals and yeah. podcasts but i'm producing experiences man. yeah well yeah. i i, I kind of look at myself the same exact way um a lot of it is just preparation Mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't think to prepare for certain things. I think I also like I, I knew to prepare, but a lot of times I didn't know to prepare. And what I what I mean by that is I know what I have to prepare, but I actually didn't implement the the, the right steps to to set myself up. So I got into a lot of situations where I wasn't prepared and I, maybe I was nervous. And you can see and, and this didn't make me feel comfortable. So eventually I said, Yo, you know what? You can't keep doing that. You know, because if you're really trying to evolve and, and keep going back to being an entrepreneur, being right. an underdog right. or, or being, a, what was the other one? The insider. The insider. If you want to be an insider, you got to know what's going on. Yeah, man. So you can't just you can't just wing everything. And I'm good at winging stuff, but Whoa. I can't wing everything. I'm so glad that you said that, man, uh-huh. because my thing is like I've always kind of like finessed. Yeah. In a sense. Finesse, and it, finesse. <laughs> and I was just, I wrote it down on a piece of paper. As an adult, I mm-hmm. still have to do my homework. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't like to do my homework. Yeah. I like to, I like to, you know, cheat off somebody's paper yeah. or or get the answers of yep. the test. Try to sweet talk somebody. Yeah, man. Yep. And 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 I, that got me a long way, man. But you still, at the end of the day, and at the beginning of the day, you still mm-hmm. have to do the work. Yep. You still have to do the work. Yep. And and like I was referring to it as, man, do your homework. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, do I, I send all of my guests a, a um what do you call it? I send them a deck. Okay. Based on what I know about them and give them the okay. insight about the podcast. For example, mm-hmm. you know, but man, doing the work is very important. Yeah. You know, even yeah. as an adult, man, I, d- yeah. I definitely have to set myself up for success. Mm-hmm. You know, I still can finesse, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Work, well, the, that, work the system a that, little bit. The finesse part is actually, that's that's just the icing on the cake. That allows you to to, to just add to what you already know. Because if you, if, if, if you don't know anything, you can't, you can't finesse the rest. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, it's, the industry is watching podcasts, man. We're here with Sean Lilly. He's just dropping some jewels on us. Just about business, yeah. just about hustle, man, and just about strategy in general. So the industry is watching podcasts as an advocate, man, for self-care. Okay. Um, it's a safe space for people to talk about how they feel. And as you're talking about, like, you know, just hustle and growing in the industry and in the mm. business that you're in, like, what are some of the things that you do to handle stress and anxiety uh, as well as, you know, you on the go all the time, man. And, like, how do you, you know, because what, what I want to do here is help somebody who might be going through the same thing, man, mm. or trying to figure it out. Like, how do you handle every, you know, you got so much on your plate right now. Yeah. How are you handling everything and still staying this cool, humble dude that you yeah. are? Well, the thing is, we're working, we're professionals, but we also have a life outside of this. 
Some of us have relationships. Some yep. of us have family things, all type of stuff that's going on around us. And it's real easy to let these things bother you, come into your work your work life and just, you know, just mess things up for you. Um, I played sports most of my life. I played sports. What you play? I played football. Right. I ran track also. I played uh, football from age eight up until like about, about 22 when I was in college. Um, at one, once upon a time, that was my actual like, you know, that's what I wanted to do, go to the league. But I kind of look back at a lot of things now. Just, uh, just trying to, trying to, you know, figure out where I'm at in my life and try to say, hey, you know what? I don't really feel so bad about where I'm at because everything happens for a reason. Um, growing up, I played sports to get out the house. Kind of realized I was good at it, mm-hmm. but didn't necessarily put the same work into it that somebody else that probably wasn't as, as athletic as me. So you know, I end up going to college. You got to get a major. You get a major. My major was comm arts because I always was talker. So that was my thing, you know, but uh, but but fast forward back to what you were saying about how how I deal with how things. do you balance it? Um, I've been going to therapy lately. Wow, I know a lot of people. You know, that's not a that's like a, a not a thing within the black community. Um, a lot of people don't like to talk about that. A lot of people don't like to express how they feel. A lot of people don't know how to to, to express how they feel to other people. They like to bottle things up, and and it can really mess with those relationships around you. True, we can come to work and be one way, but then when we get home, like you're just a total wreck. Yeah, you know. Um, I also like to work out. Uh, we're getting older, and I'm not really a, a fan of let's go get a drink all the time, because I don't enjoy drinking like I did when I was younger. Wow. You know, I rather let's go, let's go, let's go hit the gym or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Let's go chop it up. Let's go take. You know what I mean? Let's go do something different or whatever. Um, but the therapy thing for me is is really dope because as I, as I've gotten older, I'm gonna say like in the last uh, few years or so, so um, I've really been in my head a whole lot more. When you get to a certain age and you and you realize where you're at, you've done so much and you want so much to be to be done, and you realize like let's say what, I'm 35, 50 is around the corner, you know. So it's like you you, you want to make sure your mentals are together because you don't want to be a uh, 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 bad for yourself to to in turn be bad for anybody else. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I I like to and also I like to have my my, my peace of mind sometimes. I just yeah, like man. to chill, man. Yeah. I just like to chill. Like it's it's very important for me. I, I was I think I tweeted the other day that someone really got and got kind of got offended cuz I said I, I don't feel like talking. And it's like you just need that time sometimes, you know what I mean? You when you get up in the morning, don't pick up your phone. Before you go to sleep at night, don't, you know, don't be on your phone. Like you need to be able to detach yourself from certain things. Yeah. Um the therapy comes into play because as we get older, we we black folks. A lot of times, families don't talk about certain things. Yeah, man. And then when a lot of this stuff manifests in your own personal life, and you realize why you do this or why you do that, you need to find a way to deal with it. Yeah, and it, and it's years and years yep. of just things that we've been like burying yep. down and, yep. and not paying attention yep. to. And then like you know, like now, yep. thank you for sharing that about the therapy no problem, too, no man. man. Because like again, this is a safe space, and I like for people to talk about what they're going through. The, the first episode. Me and an artist, Schizo, okay. we're talking about the episode is titled Therapy, man. Okay. So it's a common theme, yeah. you know, now to to talk about therapy mm-hmm. and, to, you know, take the stigma away from yeah. it, especially yeah. in the black community. Like, you know, they just be like, yo, go sit down somewhere. Yeah. You're going to be all right. But like, yeah. nah. I'm not going to be all right. <laughs> it's getting to the exact nature <laughs> yeah. of what was going on, man, yep. because that could spill over yep. in all areas of your life, man. You know, and then you as you get older, you know, addictions and yep. other things start setting in, man. And it's like, nah, you should, you know, definitely do something about yep. that. So. Yep. Yeah, man. If anybody out there like that may be going through something, you know, find somebody to talk to, yeah. reach out, have a, you know, get a help from a professional, yep. man, because you can get these things worked out and it's OK to talk about it. And, you know, that on the flip side of that, a lot of us don't really have friends that are actually um, that give good advice. 
<laughs> I, I seem to kind of be that friend. It seems like you might be like that as well, where I'm the friend where I may do some BS, but I also know that, okay, I did some BS, you know what I mean? And, I, and I'll say that. A lot of people aren't real with their self about things that's going on. They're not introspective in a yeah. sense. And, and, and for you to be introspective, it's a real thing. You have to understand what's going on in order for you able to move on. Exactly. Man, I, I share with people. I'll, I'll share with you, too. I'm that go-to person people mm-hmm. call me for, like, advice, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to, like, therapy and issues. And I'm not yeah. the friend that's going to be like, yo, no, nah, we're going to go fuck them up nah, and do that nah, shit. that's not it. I'm going to give you a rational way to look at it yep. and a healthy way to, you know, to look at it, man. But I'm I'm in recovery, so okay. I, I haven't had a drink or okay. drug in, like, two, kudos, two kudos. years now, man. Okay. And that used to be my thing where, like, I would go and smoke a blunt. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going through something or I would go mm-hmm. and, like, have a drink. Mm-hmm. And it kind of passed that social fun stage, yeah. you know what I'm saying, where I became mm. dependent on these, you know yeah. what I'm saying, on this substance. You know, I became mm. dependent on the alcohol, dependent on the weed just to get by, you know. So I was in a really dark space, mm. and I'm able to talk about it now and just talk to other people. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, man. <laughs> and and it's like, you know, now I'm able to, like, you know, to, to help other people. People calling me, how did you do it? I stopped smoking yeah. cigarettes. You know what I'm saying? People, like, call me and be like, yo, champ. They call me champ. How yeah. did you how did you do that? Yeah. Or, you know, hey, I got a week without smoking. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, you could do it. And I'm kind of like Let's that, get it done. Let's that do sounding it. board for yeah. them. And, and you know, that accountability partner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, sometimes yeah, people need a pat on the back, man. Like, even if it's something minor. Yeah, that's not minor. Like, like giving up drinking, giving up. I had a brief period where I was kind of depressed. I started drinking a little bit. But then I realized I was like, this costs too much money. Yeah. <laughs> My head hurt. So that's when I stopped. You know what I mean? And that, and that was real short. That was real short lived, but like you said, so for some people, that's really a, a, a go to for them, you yeah. know. And they can't and they can't get around it. Like I, I, I have a family, and you know, my father's side of the family, I saw a lot of people drinking. I remember a particular time growing up, I saw like maybe Hennessy like on somebody's table eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. I got older, I probably had my first drink maybe I was around twenty two, and and why I didn't drink. Uh, the majority of college was because I saw it so much and I saw how people would just like let it control them. Mm-hmm. So I would be in parties and people would be like, yo, what's wrong with you, man? Like, why are you so hype? You ain't you ain't drunk. I'm like, I'm just naturally like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, just just for you to have other alternatives to doing that and and, and, and for you to be a soundboard is dope in itself also. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. So just to be like, you know, you don't have to, you know, turn the drink and turn yeah. the drugs, well, man. You, well, you see why I say things like, let's go work out. Yeah. Because I, cause I feel like that's, that's always everybody's first alternative. Let's go get a drink. And I know me. I'm impulsive. <laughs> so because I know I'm an impulsive person. And then I also realize, and this is a lot of stuff that I'm doing with myself. I'm realizing that when, when we're out in a lot of these spaces, are you really having fun? Because what we do when we're not having fun, a lot of times we end up drinking more and stuff like that so we can enjoy these situations. Exactly. So you're not really enjoying yourself. Yeah. And and it's a whole different. I'll be honest with you, man. I I enjoyed drinking until it became, you know, yeah. um, took me to a you know down the wrong turn. But at the same time, man, like being sober, yeah, it's a whole different experience, yeah. man. And and then and then being being sober and being around people who drunk, yeah, and 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 tore up, and it's like, mm-hmm. but how man, was how that was, was it, me? That used to be it, me. How was it for you now? Are you the are you the friend that? You're not the judgy friend, right? Nah, okay. not at all. Okay, totally not the judgy <laughs> friend. Whatever you do is you. Okay, I'm not doing it because it's not it's not me. But I I totally don't judge. I I respect people for where they are. Absolutely. And and everything like that. I still you know go and hang out. I don't go you know to the bars yeah. every week. But if you know if some friends having something, I still go out mm-hmm. and enjoy my life, man. I just do it without you know yeah, and, without and, alcohol these and, days. And, but to- totally no judgments on yeah, here, man. Yeah, well there you go. But yeah, I mean like I said, I, I, a lot of these life experiences I, I saw. 
with the people around me that was um doing a lot of things where they kind of basically abused it and and I just saw how I just made even with me you know you know I I I had situations where you know I'm dating somebody and I maybe started wilding a little bit and I get real you know I I'm I'm very much so the, the not the outspoken person but I'm a talk yeah so because I talk and I see something I got a baldy so if I see you and you got you let and you got a little bit of hair in your head. I'm like, my man, when you gonna let that go? And, and maybe if I wasn't drunk, I wouldn't have said that, you know. But it's like sometimes you gotta respect people. You gotta let it live. Like if you can't yeah. let it go, you can't let it go. You wanna walk around like George Jefferson? Do your thing, you know. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Next segment of the show, man, is a confessional booth. The industry is watching podcast, man. It's your host and founder, Champ Media, and I got my boy Sean Lilly here. So the next segment, man, is a confessional booth. And mm-hmm. so within this, it's like a industry confessional. Okay. Group. So it's like a testimony or an experience or or challenge that you face, mm-hmm. and if you, you know if you're comfortable with talking about it and mm-hmm. names again to to help somebody who might have went through the same thing. Like I was sharing with people about my confessional is I'm in recovery. Okay. And a lot of people don't know what that means, and okay. it's like you know I don't I don't drink I don't use drugs, man, mm-hmm. and um I make meetings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I talk about how I feel. You know, right. I have a network and a support system. So, mm-hmm. in a sense of that, man, like, what is your confessional or what's something that you're comfortable with sharing, man, that might help somebody? Uh, regarding, like, an experience you I went through. I feel like I'm pretty much an open book, man. I, I, like, people I'm around, I talk to about certain things. I try, I try not to be uh, that person to where I'm embarrassed by certain things. Um, I never... I, you know, I, I don't think I had a substance abuse problem or anything, but I feel like I definitely... Um, have had times where you know I drank too much, right? And it may have been a problem, but I, I pulled back. But I don't know. I don't know if I really had a, like a a, a a point in time like. It doesn't have to be that, yeah. but I'm just saying yeah. in general. Like, is there oh, like a, a, a experience or like something okay. that you could share with somebody? A humbling man. moment or something. Like Very that. humbling. So you know how we always like to say, you know, we grow up, we say to ourselves, "That'll never happen to me." Yeah. I remember when I was about. I'm going to say 25 because a lot of stuff happened around 25. I tell a lot of people from 2010 to 2020 was probably the craziest decade for me. I uh, I had a kid, found out the kid wasn't mine. Okay. And the kid was born down the street. So I, I for a number of years, I'm going to say about a year and a half, I was a dad. Okay. At first, when I first uh, found out that my ex was pregnant, I didn't really d- handle it the right way. Um, A lot of times we necessarily don't, like I said, you think to yourself, like, this, is, this will never happen to me. Uh, and it's going to happen when I'm ready. But I wasn't ready just for life, period. Okay. And just because I wasn't ready for life, period, I was terrified. I also was 25. I had just moved back to New York a few years before that. And I, I'm like, how am I going to be somebody's father, you know? Um, fast forward, found out the kid wasn't mine. And that was like a rough patch for me because um, prior to that, I had did a lot of growing up where I had to I had to grow up fast. Yeah. I had to say to myself, like, listen, you somebody you got somebody looking up to you. You gotta figure this out. Um, so, you know, when we talk about getting those humbling jobs, I was working over at Bronx at this uh public access station and this was the summertime and a lot of shows was being canceled. So I ended up getting a job at Banana Republic. I love clothes, I love fashion and stuff like that, but I never th- saw myself being in the working in the in the store. Having to deal with people, but I did it. I, I figured it out. Um, you know, just so happened, uh, my boss from my old job, she calls me up and said, "Hey, do you, I got a, a job opportunity for you?" She ends up uh, hiring me and bring me on, and then like maybe a few months later, I found out the kid wasn't mine. So it's crazy how sometimes the universe like works out and certain things happen or whatever. But you just kind of got to push through, and 
not really let that stuff bother you. But when talking about, let's say, the the the, the therapy, yeah, I wish I had a lot of that stuff back then. Yeah, man, to have some tools, yeah, in your toolkit to deal with yeah. these situations. Because yeah. I, because I also my father, like I have two sisters. One of my sisters, so I, I always feel like I grew up like an only child. One of my sisters is three years younger, two years younger than me, but she she grew up in North Carolina. Then my other sister is eight years younger than me. So, I, you know, it was always a huge gap. So, like, with certain things in, in regards to learning how to share and not be selfish and stuff okay. like that, a lot of stuff I feel like I had to learn as an adult because nobody was really teaching me cer- these certain things. And, you know, older generations, they were so used to— They set in their ways a lot. Let's get a job. Yeah. Let's figure it out. Let's not talk about certain things. So when I'm, you know, I I, I'm, I encounter certain things, I don't know how to deal with it. Or no, I had never had anybody talk to me about certain things. So that particular moment in time, and that was like when I was 25, like I said, that was like a real big thing for me. But I figured it out. Um, it messed me up for a while. I didn't really realize it until, you know, I got into another relationship and certain things started kind of manifest. Starting to trigger. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's just a weird thing, uh, you know, so... Being prepared for anything is, is always going to be helpful for you or whatever. Um, a lot of stuff that I feel like they don't teach us growing up, life skills. True. Life skills are very important. Um, when it comes down to stuff like taxes or whatever, a lot of people that don't enjoy school, when they get out of school, what they want to do, have fun, while out, right? And that's what I was doing. Just so happened, I you know I thought I had somebody pregnant and I had to figure it out from there. But you know, it, it life is life is real crazy. I always have been that just figure it out person, but eventually it caught up with me. Mm-hmm. That's how I ended up saying, "Yo, I need to go and have a conversation with somebody and like kind of do this on the regular." Because you know, even though I may not be clinically anything anything wrong with me, you still need to be able to. It's always good, man, to have you know? that that sounding board or yeah. somebody you can you can go and talk to. Yep. And again, my my thing, I always say, man, to get to the exact nature. Yeah. Because a lot of times we we either sometimes we in denial mm-hmm. or we not even knowing that it's other issues yep. and other things from our yep. past yep. trauma and drama yep. that's triggering us. Like this is our you know our our, our defense mechanism. Yep. You know, or we're on autopilot thinking yep. a certain way or act or responding to situations. Or learning how to finesse everything because then you have to realize that you can't finesse everything. Exactly. <laughs> Because I, I thought I was going to finesse being a father. You can't finesse being a father. Wow. We're not millionaires. Wow. We're, we're not these individuals that have money to where we can just say, hey, take care of this, take care of that. You got to go out there and get that. Wow. <laughs> Sean, man, thank you again no for dropping no the jewels on us, man. That's that's real. And thank you for opening up, you know, and sharing that piece of you, Definitely. you know, with the listeners, man. And hopefully, in essence, somebody can hear that and kind of know that, you know, it's okay to talk to somebody, man. And it's okay to, like, get to the exact nature of what you're going through. We're going to switch it up a little bit, Sean. Okay. Title of this podcast is the industry is watching man so real quick what are you watching or what are you paying attention to man right now uh what is the industry watching the industry is i'm listening to a lot of podcasts man okay um i watch stuff on tv but i'm real picky i'm a football guy all right i play football my whole life so i'm definitely watching football so you got a you got a podcast yourself, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my podcast is called Shooting the Shit. Shooting the Shit. Or Shooting the Shh. Sh- <laughs> yeah, and and it's and it's basically like God talk for the most part. We have topics, we have things that we get into, but it's just a, a, a means of us just having conversations, having conversations with people that I talk to on the regular. Because I feel like the people that you know, my my uh, my, my co-host Eric um, and uh, Anthony, we we have a lot of interactions and we talk about a lot of things on different levels. You know, we're not just people that have talk. You know, talk about stuff on a low level where it's like, oh, yo, that's crazy, blah blah blah. I have, I, I feel like, I feel 
think I'm thankful enough to have friends that can talk about things on many different levels. Right. A lot of people can't say that, and I'm also that individual that can go into a lot of different rooms, and and be able to be adaptable to to everyone. So just by myself and my co-host being like that, it's always a plus. So with that being said. I was, you know, we just pretty much was like, yo, we should have a podcast because we do this all the time, anyways. Yeah. You know, yeah, let's yeah. let's chop it up. Let's let's do what we do. Our hours are like around ninety minutes, in, and 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 time ends up, ends up flying by, and you're like, you know, <laughs> we've been on here like forty minutes already. Oh yeah, man. man I told you, I'm a talker, man. Yeah, the, the industry is watching your your yeah. podcast, your show, man. Shooting this. Sh- so, where can people tell us? Like, where can people find the uh, show and like your social media? Tell people if they want to get in touch with you, man. Where can so, they find you? So, so my name on IG is Sean Fontaine. That's the same thing on uh, on uh, spell it on for Twitter, us. Sean Fontaine. So, I don't know if you're familiar. I'm I'm a, I'm a huge Martin fan as well. Yeah. So, my first name is S H A U N F O N T A I N. Now. I don't know if you're familiar with the episode Martin was going back to his high school reunion, and the guy Ricky Fontaine, yeah, yeah, took yeah, his yeah. girl. Okay, okay. So I kind of, I won't say that I was that guy, but I was kind of like growing up. I, I was always like the, the smooth, cool guy, whatever the case may be. Right. Um, and I just just ran with the whole name Sean Fontaine. It used to be Bowtie Fly before that because I used to be in the hood with bow ties on. Right. <laughs> they over there doing something crazy they shouldn't be doing over to the left of me, but I'm over here chilling with my bow tie. You got a red red bow tie. Ch- nah, nah. So you know what's funny about that? Even with that, so I am a, I am a, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a capper. My mother is the reason why I dress up though. Okay. My mother, my mother. When I was growing up, my mother would 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 make me put on certain clothes. Oh, you're not gonna wear this all the time. You're gonna put on a sweater, this, that, and the third. And I hated it. Mm-hmm. I got older. I said, "Yo, I can't buy a repair of Jordans. So let me go buy some loafers. Let me go buy some khakis. Let me go buy some sweaters. Because you know, ain't nobody checking for that. Right. But you, but then you know what I ended up doing? That ended up making me different and stand out from everybody else. Because now they like, okay, so why? How's this dude nineteen years old? And he's over here with some loafers on and some khakis and the, you know what I mean? So like, <laughs> so so for me, that made me stand out. Even though I'm hanging out with these guys, just buying all of this. I was doing my thing and I figured it out. So that that was that was like that's that's where that, that Sean Fontaine name came from. Um Capital was something that I um I loved. I was near, it was near and dear to me before I even got to school because I went to a junior college first. I was trying to do like most guys do, go to a, ju- a JUCO and then go to a bigger school. Um some of my boys from Thomasville, Georgia, South Georgia, uh two two nine, they were like they were they they started making fun of me, talking, calling me uh, pretty Ricky, what they call him or whatever. So that's that's where that name came from. So that's my name on uh, IG. That's my name on uh, on uh, on Twitter. I got back on Twitter recently because Twitter seemed to be somewhat interesting as of late. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. Yeah. Head. So man, make sure y'all go and check out Sean Fontaine on Instagram, on Twitter. Also, make sure you follow his podcast, man. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. Shooting the sh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sean, Sean, man, thank you. This was dope, man. This is probably Anytime. one of the best interviews i've given so far man i thank you for just you know dropping what you're doing and and jumping on the joint as a spot you definitely dropped some jewels man and i know i learned something from this Mm -hmm. man and again this platform is to inform and influence and inspire the other industry underdogs and even the insiders too man we all underdogs man yeah you gotta stay hungry man you see like it's 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 you see diddy you see all these people and they keep going man they don't stop getting money Right, you gotta keep getting it. Right, you gotta always be. You always an underdog. We, you know what I mean. We minorities. We're not minorities because a lot of us. But we, in a sense, we're minorities in this in, in this industry. If you look at some of these people that are like the top billionaires, uh, all these wealthy people in the world, a lot of them don't look like us. These people are investors. These people um, um, own land. These people have stake in all type of things that for generations that we didn't have a chance to to, to, to get to. Yeah. 
So it's like we're building. So we you, you gotta continue. You gotta always feel like you're the underdog. You know, don't feel like you're an underdog to where you can't get it. You gotta feel like you're an underdog to be hungry and keep trying to get it. Exactly. All it takes is one man, one phone call, one email, one text message, one post, one tweet, one like, one idea, man, from changing your life. This is Champ. We're signing off. This is the industry is watching podcast, man. And we want to give a huge shout out again to Sean Fontaine. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you be cool like you be cool. <laughs> All right. Y'all stay up, man. And the industry is watching. We out. <laughs>